0: what would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Wendy Mosher and welcome to Love You, Mom, an Alzheimer's Story. This podcast is brought to you by Toasted Marshmallow Adventures Podcast. Toasted Marshmallow Adventures podcast is an audio and video podcast. We can be found on YouTube at Toasted Marshmallow Adventures and on any audio platform. Search for Toasted Marshmallow Adventures. Hit that subscribe or follow button and weekly you will be notified of new podcasts. Thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone that has been reaching out regarding Love You, Mom, and Alzheimer's story. Please make sure you check out our other platforms, social media platforms. We're on Instagram at Toasted Marshmallow Adventures 1. We're on Facebook at Toasted Marshmallow Adventures. We have a website, ToastedMarshmallowAdventures.com. And we'll post pictures from these episodes, the episodes from Love You Mom and Alzheimer's Story on our different platforms. Check back weekly on YouTube to see our video. And now let's get on with the show. March 2020. Chris had been going through a year from hell. Back in April 2019, he had diverticulitis that turned complicated very quickly, and he ended up nearly dying, having eight surgeries in a week and being sedated the whole time. They would bring him out of sedation periodically to confirm that he was mentally okay and they would talk to him a bit before they put him under again, but that whole week was terrifying for the rest of us as we waited for Chris to come back to us. It was during this time that we were supposed to go on a trip to Port Orford, Oregon with Mom, John, and Donna. Donna is a friend that Mom and John met over 15 years ago on a Europe through the back door trip. Donna has become family. Mom and John came down prior to that trip and stayed at the Best Western instead of with Chris and I. I don't think they wanted to add to my stress. I was a panicky mess when Chris was in the hospital. And also, Chris's dad Mike and his brother Guy had come into town because of the emergency. I remember meeting Mom and John at the hotel and bringing a diagram that the doctor had drawn of Chris's intestines and explaining it to mom and John was really detailed and hard to understand and the whole situation was crazy, sudden, and terrifying. Chris was going to eventually have two ostomy bags because his intestines were so sick and it was going to take upwards of nine months to a year to finish the whole process. Chris was still sedated and had no idea that this was going to be the eventual outcome. And I was going to be the one to tell him. And that was when he made it. When he made it out of all those surgeries, I was going to tell him that he would have two ostomy bags for maybe maybe a year. And that would be when he opened his eyes, when he opened his eyes and really saw me again There were times during that week that he had opened his eyes and I was there and it was when they would take him out of sedation and, and that would be fine. But there were a couple times when he woke up unexpectedly, they really struggled to keep him sedated. And so there was kind of a sweet spot that they were going for where he wasn't out too much, but out just enough that he wasn't aware of everything going on. And he would wake up panicking. The breathing tube was in, and that is distressful, and he would start, you know, moving his hands and reaching for things, and it was really scary, and I was there two of those times and was able to be his voice. As he told me later, he said that when I left, he felt like he lost his voice. I told Mom and John all of this at that Best Western, and My mom was so concerned. She didn't want to go on the trip to Port Orford. She didn't want to leave me. I explained to her that Chris would have wanted them to go and that please, please, please take this trip. I really wanted them to have fun. I wanted John to have some great times with mom. I felt like with mom's diagnosis that our time might be limited. And my mom asked so many times if I was sure it was okay for them to go on the trip. So many times, and that was her momness with Alzheimer's. She would normally be incredibly concerned and ask and maybe confirm a couple of times, but this was different. This was a lot, and that was the Alzheimer's speaking. It wasn't until I promised many times that I would call if anything really bad happened or changed, and that I would call and say I needed them, and it wasn't until I promised that, that my mom said, okay, we will head out on the trip, but if anything happens, anything changes, and I need them in any way, they were going to turn around and come back. We finally said our goodbyes, and they headed off to Oregon, but John said several times during the trip out that they nearly turned around because mom just couldn't stand the thought of not being here for me. And that made the trip pretty rough for John. And now here it was, March 2020. Chris was all repaired, his ostomies had healed, and he was cleared to snowboard and all of the rest of our activities that we'd had to put off for a year. We're so excited. After a year of doing very little, we were itching to get out skiing, snowboarding, traveling. John travel almost yearly around mom's birthday. John asked if we'd like to go to the coast via Bend, Oregon, and heck yes was our answer. We weren't able time-wise to go to the coast, but we'd come on the first leg of the trip. We were dying to go anywhere, and it sounded like a really fun way to spend a few days exploring Bend. Our friend Donna was going to meet us at the Redmond Airport and go on the trip to the coast with Mom and John while Chris and I were going to head home. That was the plan. That was the plan we started with, and we were so excited to have an adventure. Mom and John were bringing Lily, their dog. We were bringing our dog, Duchess. Unfortunately, Donna, or Miss Donna as we've lovingly referred to her, had to leave her beloved cat Butters at home. No cats on this trip. Sorry, Donna. We'd take two cars, and Mom and John would drive down from a call to stay overnight with us so that we could all caravan to our Airbnb in Bend. It's about a six-hour drive from Nampa, Idaho, to Bend, Oregon without stops, so we took off relatively early, I think around 9 or 10, that first morning, and headed out. I rode with Chris and Duchess. Mom and Lily were with John. Our first stop was in Vale, Oregon for breakfast. Mom and John have traveled through here many, many times, and they travel in such a fun way. They find little hole-in-the-wall spots to eat or parks to have picnics in. The spots are usually unique in some way and become a routine on their travels. I was happy to be part of this routine and to be at places that Mom had been during a different period in her life. In vale, we went to this really cool spot that served coffee and breakfast breakfasty lunch items. I'd already eaten, so I hung out with Mom if John was outside with Lily and at one point, I perused the bathroom I have a very fun bathroom at this place. After we ate, I went to the bathroom again with Mom. I wasn't sure if she'd be o okay k and just wanted to assess the situation. She went in alone, and I heard all of the correct things happen in the correct order, so I thought we were good. And we were. She was. I just noticed that she didn't flush the toilet, so I obliged and noticed that this was a change. It's funny. Not funny haha, but funny weird. Seems like with Alzheimer's, you start to make a mental note of changes, and that was one of them. I just added it to the list. We headed off towards Ben, but this time I rode with Mom and John. I sat in the back with Lily and planned on working on Bazaart, which is a program that Chris and I use to make social media promotions for our podcasts, but ended up paying close attention to what Mom was saying and trying to intervene and help when I could. Chris and I had been following behind John for an hour or so before we stopped in Vale, and I noticed that John was really leaning over towards Mom when he was driving. Now in the car, I definitely knew why, and I wanted to try and assist if I could. Mom was talking a lot, but it was nearly unintelligible because she was talking so softly that John was leaning way over in his seat to try to hear. We've often joked that I have elephant ears or eagle ears over the years, whatever animal can hear really well. So I was for the most part able to hear mom without straining too much, and I tried to take the talking load off of John. It's really hard to drive and constantly answer the same questions. Where were we going? What were we doing? How long have we been in the car? How much longer? These and questions like them were constant. There might have been a couple minutes of silence and I'd start working and then the questions would start again. John and I would try to redirect and talk about scenery and animals that we saw, and that would ease mom's mind, but then it would go back to asking questions about where we were and what were we doing. It was frustrating and exhausting, and at the same time, we never wanted to ask mom, or we never wanted to answer mom as if she had asked the same questions 50 times because She was very much aware that things were changing for her and we didn't want to focus on it and we did not want her to become sad. So the 49th time in a row that you've been asked about the plan, you need to answer as calmly and politely as if it were the first time. Because in her mind it was. Or she would say, I've probably asked this and she had, but we didn't let on. It's about respect. It's about dignity. We ended up stopping at a little park to let the got dogs go piddle, as my mom has always called it, and to stretch our legs, and I decided I'd stay in the car with M and J. It wasn't that much further to bend, and if I could help, I would. Plus, I knew Chris was perfectly happy blasting his music in the car with Duchess, and she was snoozing in the back. person has Alzheimer's, it gives you great joy when you see them happy and reuniting with old friends. I think we should always be like this, but I really noticed feeling like I treasured the old friends mom and John had as as we've gone through this process. I can see their patience with mom. I can see their love for mom. Those kinds of relationships are so special. We drove to Bend and checked into our Airbnb it's a cute little house close to everything. We got ourselves and our dogs situated, and we met a couple of those friends, Rich and Shelly, at the Podski in Bend. Rich is a longtime friend of John's. They've known each other since the Coast Guard Academy when they were young bucks. Shelly is, is Rich's wife, and although I don't know her that well, because Rich feels like family and is family, so is Shelly. And it was really great spending time with them. We'd never heard, well, Rich had told us about the Podski, but we'd never been to the Podski, and it was such a neat, really cool food truck area. You can order from any truck, then come inside for a giant beer eating outside or in. Very, very cool, and we highly recommend it. We had a great time sitting there. We each ordered from a different food truck, then brought it inside, had a beer, had laughs, sitting at a large picnic table. It was a great, great feeling that brought me back to how it felt to be in Juneau with Mom and John, and all our old friends. Great, great time. The next day, we cruised around our new favorite market, Newport Avenue Market in Bend. It's an amazing market in the heart of the city. They have everything and anything cool and fun that you can ever imagine. We tag-teamed Mom in this store, trying to give John time on his own to shop. Mom and I would get stuck in the pet section looking at all of the fun pet items, and then if I wanted to go to another aisle and Mom wasn't ready, Chris would swing by and we'd do like a super secret look and a you-got-it kind of a look, meaning that person was now going to cruise the store with Mom. We really just wanted to keep her safe and happy, and we didn't want her to feel like we were watching her, although we definitely were. We wanted her to feel like we were having fun spending time together, because we were. It was just different. My mom was changing. A funny memory from this trip was we were trying, Chris and I were trying to figure out what to bring on the trip to do with mom, because so many things had already been taken from us. We weren't able to do puzzles with mom. We couldn't play any kind of game, no card games, no moving things around a board game. Those wouldn't work with how her Alzheimer's was playing. Uh, And so we we were searching for activities that we could do. And so I thought, well, let's bring Play-Doh. Play-Doh's fun and anybody can play with it. (laughs) We brought it out. She acted like Chris and I were crazy. Why would adults play with Play-Doh? She thought we were so silly. She would not touch the stuff. She wouldn't play with it at all. Chris and I ended up playing with the Play-Doh and made a crazy blue man. It was mostly Chris's invention, and Mom absolutely loved that little blue man. I think we put a hat on him and a nose, and she would say, Chris, did you make that? How cute. He's so cute. Wow. Wow. And any time we ever saw that around the Airbnb, that would become a topic of conversation. We caravan to Rich and Shelley's beautiful home in Bend for a pizza party slash birthday party for mom. Chris and I had made a cheesecake that we brought, plus silly hats and glasses to make the celebration official. We got a tour of the home and had such fun eating pizza, laughing about the old days and then putting on our goofy decorations, singing to mom and eating cake. It was beautiful and happy and sad because you didn't know how many more you got. And you never do. But with Alzheimer's, it feels sketchier. When is my person not going to know me? When will she lose the ability to smile? How much longer do we have? It was right about this time that COVID was hitting. March 14th is mom's birthday. I remember talking to Rich and Shelly about how COVID was shutting down things for Rich's employment. Rich is a pilot for the cruise ships, so he's the guy that knows the waters in Alaska so well that he will bring some giant cruise ships in safely. And because of COVID, people couldn't be on cruise ships, and Rich wouldn't be working, at least for now. My mom was trying to really understand. She wanted to know everything about the virus and was asking repetitive questions, I think hoping she would understand and that the answers would stick. I remember her at one point saying she hoped she was alive to see the end of the virus. She's always been so interested and curious and cared about our country, our environment, and the people in it. I promised her she would be around to see the end of the virus with an, of course you will, but you never know. And I remember tearing up when she would say things like that, that gulp, of course you'll be here, Mom, but we didn't know. I mean, of course you don't know. It was about this time that donna called and we learned that things that because of covid she wasn't going to be able to make the trip we were still really in the beginning stages of covid and i remember just not understanding just i couldn't believe that something about a pandemic was going to shut down our country it just seemed so crazy and we we completely respected Donna's decision not to make it out to Bend and go to the coast with Mom and John. We were all super bummed, though. I remember that. We continued to watch the news. The NBA pulled out of its season. Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson were sick with COVID. And there was something about toilet paper. And I'm not making a joke here. It felt weird being in A different state for the start of the pandemic it was hard to tell what was going on in our area but I did see a post from a friend on Facebook and she was complaining that people were hoarding toilet paper in our area and I remember writing to her and saying we've got tons of because we shop at Costco we have toilet paper at the house if you need some And then we made our next trip to the Newport market and things had definitely changed. There were limits on toilet paper and hand sanitizer. And so we wondered what things were like in the Nampa and McCall areas. I remember us joking about toilet paper and John saying, "You know what the heck? Let's we don't know what we're going to be driving back home into." So he bought a six-pack of toilet paper at the Newport Market. <laughs> I remember that cuz we packed it in. We figured, you know, if this is happening here, it's probably happening in our area. So Donna wasn't going to make the trip and Mom and John were still scheduled to go to the coast. It it really would have been a lot of work for John alone with mom's current talking and questioning behavior. And so John asked if Chris and I wanted to or could extend the trip and come to the coast with them. I remember feeling terrible, but we weren't able. We'd already missed a lot of work with Chris's surgeries, and we could not afford to miss more. John asked mom if she wanted to go to the coast without Donna, and she said no. The decision was made. John asked if we could caravan back to Nampa together, and could they spend the night when we got there? And of course, of course, of course, was the answer. We ended up seeing Rich and Shelly another time for lunch and had a great time walking around the Deschutes River, eating lunch and enjoying Bend. It's a great little town. Chris and I loved it so much that we decided when everything is settled with Mom, we're going to make Bend our home base. We'll be living in an RV and plan on being partially off grid and traveling around podcasting, coming back to Bend and checking in. We had so much fun while we were there, but it was time to get back to life and see what the coronavirus was all about. I remember getting some food for dinner at the Newport Market. We were probably going to be tired after the trip, and I just wanted something we could heat up quickly when we got to Nampa. It was a long trip home with so many questions from Mom. I rode the whole way home with them in the back seat to help. In addition to the questions and the confusion, you'd also see frustration, irritability, and occasionally madness. She no longer had the concept of time, and things that had just started, like our road trip, seemed to be going on forever. Miles no longer made sense. You could tell her you were going to stop in 20 minutes and then repeat that maybe 30 times until you finally did stop and you couldn't change your tone, even if you were just naturally getting a little annoyed by repeating yourself so frequently, because she could sense that. And if she realized that she didn't know or was repeating herself, it could turn into sadness that was difficult to get out of. And we did everything to avoid that. We still do. We just really want mom to be happy. When we got back to Nampa, I specifically remember that mom had to go to the bathroom and sorry to be indelicate, but was holding her crotch. When I asked her if she'd like to go, she said, in kind of a kid-like tone, I already did. And she had. She didn't have time to pull her pants down, missing the toilet completely, and she went on the bathroom floor. I remember going straight into work mode. I mean, really, what are you going to do? I definitely didn't want to disrespect my mom in any way, so I acted like it was no big deal, and it wasn't. And I remember John helping her change her clothes, and I cleaned up the bathroom. And then I made a mental note. That went into my notes. I remember having a nice dinner, then we all retired to our bedrooms. We were pooped. It had been a long, fun trip. It felt like it was probably our last trip together, at least out of state. I remember John feeling pretty wiped after this trip and mentioning that we probably wouldn't be able to do this again and how sad I felt about that. It's hard to keep losing things. Just so many things slowly taken away from you. They talk about Alzheimer's being the long goodbye and it it really truly is you just over the days and months and now years you just slowly see your person fading in some ways and if trips were going to be off the table that was sad to me because my mom loved to travel, loved to explore, loved an adventure. Luckily John was wrong though and we'll go over our trip to the coast in a couple of podcasts. What I really noticed on this trip was that we were tag teaming mom, and this may have been when that started. We weren't leaving her alone to figure things out on her own. Because she was fully aware of her cognitive loss and was so proud of it, it wasn't good to allude to this either. You would just be with her and if you needed to do something else, you'd maybe signal to someone else to make sure that they could stay with her. She was still able to carry on conversations pretty well but might get stuck in a loop of questions that could be so tiring. The thing you would try to remember was that it wasn't her. She wasn't doing it. She was always the question lady. We used to joke about that. She always had questions, and we occasionally had answers for her. But if you were going to an important appointment, you wanted my mom with you. She could think of questions that you'd never even considered. My mom with Alzheimer's, though, was the question lady on a loop, and it was pretty tiring, and we all loved her, and it wasn't her fault. I also noticed that her ADLs were becoming more difficult. Bathroom things were a struggle. It wasn't a terrible struggle at this point, but it was more of an issue. I also noticed that she wasn't aware of time, and maybe not as aware of herself and her bodily functions. Generally, her life was becoming smaller, and now with COVID, she wasn't able to go to yoga, the grocery store, anywhere there were people. John was going to have to be with mom 24-7, and it's an understatement to say that this is a lot when you have being, have somebody asking questions all the time. Not to be cruel at all, because I love my mom. I love her bigger than big. But it was so hard because you love someone so much and you're getting frustrated and annoyed with the questions. And then, at least for me, when I would feel, you know, upset in any way towards my mom, I would feel terrible guilt because you don't mean it. They don't mean it. It's the disease. Of course, you understand she has a disease and she can't control this behavior. But dang. In the next episode, we'll go over how our team came up with a plan. A plan for mom, a plan for all of us, and how we were going to get through COVID with one of our beloved members having Alzheimer's. Thank you so much for listening. This has been episode four of Love You, Mom, and Alzheimer's Story. If you'd like to see more from Love You, Mom, and Alzheimer's Story, please check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube.com, search for Toasted Marshmallow Adventures, hit the subscribe button, and check out the fun video. Thank you, thank you. We are grateful. Stay tuned for next week's episode number five from Love You, Mom, and Alzheimer's Story.